0: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to Lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-ads.com.
1: You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 117. Talk about selling the vision with Gabrielle Mecca. 21 years ago, Maxine Mecca launched Edge Design Group, and since joining her mother's endeavors 17 years ago, Gabrielle has helped build the brand into a luxury event production company. Gabrielle started in logistics and administration roles, while the mother-daughter duo expanded its presence in the Atlanta market. Today, Gabrielle serves as CEO while still heavily involved in day-to-day operations and the client experience. And today, Gabrielle is here with us to talk about how to sell the elevated version of your client's vision and, frankly, how to talk to your clients about the vision when they frequently can't see what we can see in our heads. So go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. The doors to our January goal setting workshop are now open. Join me for biz ish. 2022. Listen, if you're feeling particularly bruised by 2021, this workshop is for you. Biz-ish is meaningful and a little bit magical goal setting for you. Look, 2021 was a year that for most of us will be remembered as a quote-unquote wedding boom. I like to call it the year all of our clients went bananas, and maybe you did a little bit too. Because truth, this year was kind of bonkers for me as well. And what I think we need right now is instead of ignoring what we're feeling, I think we need to dig down into the muck of 2021 and help each other rise up like a phoenix from the ashes. Dramatic? Well, sure, but we're also living through a literal pandemic, so who knows what's next. If I learned anything from the last two years, it's that working on my business and setting big goals is always important work, despite all the things we cannot control. Listen, I always have my own back, and you should have yours too. I also know more than ever that we are better together as a community. So let's gather virtually and get to work and rise up together. So join me for this start of the year workshop. It's a mini course. It's a workshop. It's a little bit magical. It's a lot practical. And let's take a deep dive into the business you ran in 2021, and let's make a plan for the one you want to run in 2022. And honestly, we all know our businesses and our lives are rarely separate. So this work is about all of you, all the wonderful facets of your full, messy, grateful life in business. So we have three calls in January and then three quarterly calls during 2022 because I'm not here for some goal setting that you forget by February. To find out more about Biz-ish, go to renedallocom forward slash goals, reneedallo.com forward slash goals goals. And know that the doors close before the holiday break. So doors to this close December 23rd. So do not delay. If you want in, and I really think you should be in with us, go now. Check out more about Biz-ish, and I will see you inside the January workshop. Now on with the show. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And I'm here today with Gabrielle Mecca to talk about selling the vision gabrielle how the hell are you great how are you doing renee i am good i'm good i'm uh, i'm almost done with my weddings for the year and so i have a sense of relief today um <laughs> i literally woke up and thought oh i don't i'm not waking up to like 500 emails yes. nice. <laughs> i welcome
0: that feeling soon
1: yes so you're in atlanta correct yes we are how's the wedding boom been for you? Uh, it's been great. It's been really busy. It's
0: been consistent. Um, nice. everybody is coming yeah, back online and it's, it's a very real thing here.
1: Yeah. It, it's a real thing in LA. Although I will say, um, and I don't know, I actually don't know about the Atlanta market. Do you have seasons? Like, are there months where you're just not busy at all? Uh, there used to be, but I think because the,
0: the climate, the temperature, it's, mm. they're, you know, getting longer and longer. So, yeah. you know, the spring and, and fall are still huge because the weather is so beautiful, but the, the summers are consistent. And then the winters, I, I would say it slows down in January and February. Are yeah. Slow.
1: Same here. Than that. Mm-hmm. Same here. I was joking with someone this week that I literally got, this is not even a joke or an exaggeration. You guys, I got five inquiries for October 15th next year. Wow. And it's been booked for two months. So oh, wow! everyone here yeah. wants October, like October is the new June. If I could make more October dates, I would. No, actually yes. I wouldn't, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't because I, I like time off, but um, it's, it's wild. It's really wild. And uh, I'm, su- I'm so excited to have you here about talking about selling the vision because First of all, I just came back from Wedding MBA, where mm-hmm. I was on stage every day talking about sales, talking about language, and I think it's such an interesting topic to dive into, especially for my wedding planners who are listening, because I think when we're newer in our businesses, we think once we sell the client and they book us, then we're done selling, but that mm-hmm. actually isn't the isn't true at all. Great. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you sell your vision to your clients? Now, I'm assuming these are design clients we're talking about in your case, right?
0: Correct. Right. So they're coming to us for the role and decor and design big picture um, and then all of the details. So I believe our job in selling the vision is really reimagining and interpreting the client's vision back to them, right? Because they'll come with pictures or something that they've seen on Instagram and we have to be able to put it all together together. And look at the big picture and say, this is our interpretation of your expectation and what you're imagining and, and just taking it to next level and making it make sense.
1: Right, so, right. because we yeah. don't ever really just want to regurgitate their Pinterest photos because A, that's not fun at all, and B, kind of unethical to create someone else's design. <laughs>
0: Right. I mean, and it gets, and it's boring. I mean, I think there's a lot out there for inspiration and, you know, I think a lot of, there's a a lot of amazing designers all over the world and we all gain inspiration from each other, but not, it's easy to regurgitate and to copy, but I think it, it loses its essence, not only for the client, but I know for our team specifically, like we want to change it up. Like, We want to use a different product. We want to do a different style design. We want to challenge and kind of push that envelope and say, this is where we can start and this is how we want to take it to the next level.
1: Yeah, I agree. I also think too, there becomes some sort of echo chamber that we have in our businesses. Like once you do something that's well-published, then everyone's like, Oh, I want that thing. And you're like, well, I already did Mm -hmm. that thing. I don't want to do that again. That happened to us um, at the, during the pandemic, we, were featured in Martha Stewart, um, this beautiful wedding that happened right before lockdown happened. And it was um it was at this beautiful venue that we work at a lot called the E Bell, but the design was really like citrus based because we just wanted to bring in a little like freshness to February. So there mm-hmm. was a lot of like oranges and yellows and greens. And it's a very traditional venue. So it was a really um sort of a bold look for the venue. And I've gotten so many inquiries that say, I want that. And I'm like, well, the entire team who did that doesn't, isn't going to do that again for you. Like we did. Right,
0: <laughs> We've done that now.
1: Right. It right, is,
0: right. it is hard. It's hard to walk them away from what that. And I think a big element of that is because it's very hard for non creatives, especially, but a lot of people to envision the look. And so if they can see it on paper, or they can see it in a photograph. It's a lot more attainable and approachable I know that that's a big obstacle that we face sometimes with people because they, they think they want to do different, but you have to walk. There's a big process to walk them along to get there because it's, it can be scary and they rely so heavily on us because we're all creatives and we can all see it and see the end product. And it's very scary for them not to be able to visualize that. So I think when they see it in a magazine or they see it on Instagram, they're like, okay, I like, I like that. And I can, I I understand what that end product is going to look like.
1: Yeah. So how do we get them from the place of, okay, I trust you enough to book you (laughs) to Mm -hmm. the place of like, I trust you enough that, you know, that the thing you're describing to me feels like what I want, even though I can't see it. Well, I think,
0: the trust is obviously integral, but we kind of put together a little thing um, about the four C's of setting and getting and executing that vision.
1: Ooh, I love a thing. I love four C's. I love it.
0: So we did communication, collaboration, confidence, and composure. Mm. So the communication that's obviously very important with the client and also with our planners, because they are going to spend the most amount of time with that client and have the most amount of insight. And as you know, when you're trying to, I mean, we're trying to build a vision often in a very short period of time. And there's a lot of limitations there because we're trying to ask as many questions as possible with our client to get to know them and understand them and understand the layers and the expectations and the, the boundaries. That can get overwhelming for the client because they're that, they, you know, some get excited about it and some get overwhelmed. So you have that planner that helps like mediate that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really important to ask a lot of questions, but then also listen uh, so that we're gaining the right information that we need goes hand in hand with the collaboration with, we are very open when we're working with our clients. We want their feedback, but we're not afraid to tell them no. And I think that's very important but we want their input uh, along the way. So we welcome that with our creative partners too. So we look at it as a very collaborative based approach. And the confidence within our team that we know that we can execute. Like I think you reach a certain point where you say, we know how good we are and we know that we can accomplish this for you and there's no doubt there. And so then that confidence exudes onto them and they feel comfortable with it. And then, yeah. lastly, something that's important to to me personally, and something that we have really made kind of a key factor, like, is the composure in our team and a sense of calmness. Right, mm-hmm. and the, things are always going to go wrong. Things are going to be things are going to get changed. Things are going to get um, delayed. Just there's always everybody that's in any kind of, of business understands that and. Remaining calm and having that composure throughout the process so that the client feels at ease at all times and that everything, you know, there's obviously deadlines and there's um, limitations, but making them feel as comfortable as pro- as possible through that whole process so that they say, this is the right team that's really going to execute my vision. And I feel
1: Feel really confident about it yeah I don't think we talk about composure enough it's something I talk about with my team constantly it's it's actually a, like a very core value of mine so I'm so glad you said that because I don't know I think like when we think about wedding planners or wedding designers like especially with the ones we see on on tv mm-hmm. and, and in movies they're very like hot-headed and emotional and you know very like creative artists and all the temperamental right. artist tropes that go with that and i really don't know any very successful planners or designers who are like that in real life because we don't have the luxury of being that way in real life
0: absolutely i agree with you i mean i think it got it was trendy years and years ago for that that kind of personality <laughs> right. but i don't think that get that doesn't accomplish anything and i know with within our scope I mean, we've had people, venues that compliment us on how quiet we are, because if you're right. if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're focusing on it, you're quiet, you know, and you're trying to get done what you need to get done. Yeah. Um, and
1: yep. when there's
0: a problem. You can't freak out. You got to figure out how to no. solve it.
1: No, you know, one of the, one of the favorite things, one of my October clients who had a really, a really rough time of it, like we postponed them three times. Then we finally mm-hmm. were at the finish line. They lost their venue seven days before the <sighs> wedding. I had to find them a new venue. It was, these two things, oh, I, I I was, yeah, it was awful. I literally was saying to them, like, I'm so glad you're both in therapy and like emotionally healthy. <laughs> Cause this would have like ended other couples. Like it really would have, it was very, yeah said to me we knew something was really wrong when you called us because that's the only time we've ever seen you be rough, but rattled by anything mm. and they've been with me for two years and wow. I thought there was like a little bit of me that was like oh thanks and the other part of me was like listen but some serious shit happened so I gotta talk to you <laughs> <laughs> so it was I mean on one hand it was a, it was very much a compliment but I was the other I was like Oh, I really don't like that they saw me rattled but the situation warranted it. It was brief. We moved past it. Um, but I thought that was really funny. Like,
0: Well, and I think that because of that, they know that it, it is serious. Because not everything is serious. And we all right. handle so much behind the scenes that when it is warranted, and it's, I think that that's, that's okay. You know, like there are times where we have to have a coming to Jesus and a sit down or, yeah. you know, something's not going to go the way that we wanted it. And how can we figure out and pivot? So,
1: So when your clients come to you with, um, I'm just going to use a a theme that's been done to death in LA. If they come to you with like blush, a blush wedding theme with like rose gold. Right. And you're like, okay, we've done it 18 times. I don't want to do it again. Let's see if we can elevate this for them. Like, how do you sell them on that elevated vision? If they really come to you saying like, I've been dreaming of this thing forever
0: good question. It's a little challenging because you're dealing with emotion, right? Yeah. So we try yeah. to take some of that out and look at it and say, we can do that. We can sell, you know, we can design this thing that you've had pictured you know for, forever. The biggest thing is exposing them to other things. Because right. it goes back to like what they've seen, and and they love it. But sometimes when you show them other things that they didn't know either existed or didn't know that you could do, they're open. They are more open to it, so they're open to changing. Yeah, um, and I think, and I think we, that's as, the best way.
1: I agree, and also as creatives, I feel like we can't be um be like nervous about that or shy about it. I always tell mm-hmm. my clients the ones who have, you know, who hire me also for design that like, you can't hurt my feelings. Like Mm. I, I'm not emotionally invested in your wedding design as much as you are. So if I say, Hey, what about this? And you're like, hate it. I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, they hate me. I'm just going to be like Uh, moving on to a different idea. (laughs) Right. No. And
0: I, yeah. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because we bring, we tell them all the time. You're like reassuring them. This is not
1: personal. This is not
0: for me you know, this is for you. So I'm just throwing stuff out there and you might say like, you're crazy. Don't, we're not doing that. And that's
1: fine. I have a, I have a client, um, who is getting married next year who really loves sunflowers. And if I'm being honest, sunflowers are like, not my jam. I think Mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't love them. I just think that they're a little, I don't know. They always look a little harsh to me, but we were talking about it and they really want sunflowers and sunflowers. And I left the meeting thinking like, oh, how can I do sunflowers for them in a way that still feels like elegant? Because I don't know, sunflowers to me always remind me of like gingham tablecloths. And I, you know, it just feels like a right. different thing. And then that weekend, my husband and I went to the Van Gogh, the um, the interactive yes. Van Gogh. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, Van Gogh sunflowers. <laughs> and then I like, like a, it was like literally like, if you could see the light bulb above my head, I was like, oh, it's happening. And then I texted my bride, which I almost never do. And I was like, hey, what about Van Gogh sunflowers? And she wrote back, we're really not art people. Oh, right, right, <laughs> okay. right. And I was like, and then I had to sit with myself and be like, oh, they, okay. So they're interpreting that as like, personally are not art people so that might feel too whatever for them stuffy elevated mm-hmm. whatever so the next meeting we had i said hey sorry to like bombard you with a <laughs> with an idea i was just so excited right and she said well when you first told me that I was like, Oh my God, we're not museum people. Like we're not boring. We're not stuffy. She goes, and then I went and looked at the piece of art and was like, Oh, this actually makes sense. Yeah. So we haven't like fully fleshed it out yet, but it was an interesting moment for me because I have, I always have to remember (laughs) remind myself because I was a bride once and I did this too, that Mm -hmm. the choices that our couples are making, they want them to personally reflect their Mm -hmm. values their who they are as a couple. And if they're not art people, Right. And that's, and if that was her first reaction and it never went any further, then my big bright idea moment, you know, could have, could have been for nothing, which is fine right. too. But,
0: well, it, but it, but it takes that communication to kind of yeah. walk them through where you were coming from and what that inspiration would look like and, and where it's going to go.
1: Yeah. And then when we did talk, I said, look, it wouldn't be like literally this. Like we wouldn't be putting <laughs> this piece of art on the wall. Like I'm talking about right. taking the colors and the elements and the texture of this. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. And so I tried to say, like, Maybe this sort of linen would have that same texture like paint. She was like, mm-hmm. oh, because, like you said, they don't, our clients are seeing things very literally. Right. Yeah. And so we can't, can't see it at all. We can't see it at all, which is always funny for me to remember because, like, I can walk into a space, close my eyes, and go, like, okay, yeah. what could we put here? And I didn't think that was a special skill until like third or fourth year of my business. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's
0: like it is it's like a superpower because then you, I've had I literally had a client one time they we were at the property and she, we're like okay we're gonna put the tent here and then the tables are gonna go here and like we had pictures and she was like so what's the tent gonna look like and I'm like like this like we have the picture and she's like where is it going I'm like right here where we're standing and she just could not like figure out what that and I'm like it's just a tent like we're not talking about something abstract like it is a tent that's going to be here that you've seen a hundred times yeah and it was it they just can't they struggle
1: sometimes no that's why I'm so thankful we have software now like Mary where you could do like a fly-through of a tent and Mm -hmm. I had to do that with my niece because my niece got married in May at her property in New Jersey and it was like football fields I mean this place was huge and I kept talking about the tent and she she literally said to me Aunt Renee I don't like what color is it even and i was like what color is it it's white jamie and she's like oh are they all white are they always white i'm like well not always i guess but most mm-hmm. of them i literally was like are we speaking two different languages here you know <laughs> well and we take ten? so
0: much for granted right mm-hmm. cuz we do it so much and we forget we have to remind ourselves and and i try to do that every meeting like don't skip ahead too much because we're walking through it with them for the first time every time
1: Right. Do you ever give them like a glossary of terms? I always wonder with designers if, because like there are so many times I'll be in a conversation with a florist, like in front of clients, mm-hmm. and then we'll stop and turn to them and go, sorry, let's translate that for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all the time. No, we don't. We just tell them that it's a, a, a language course and that they can go <laughs> home and Google all of it if they want. Um, I love it. And then they come back usually, you know, in a couple months and they're like, I looked up uh, everything that you sent. And then they, under- you know, they They
1: make sense. I love that. It's a little bit of homework. They have to to be invested as well. I like it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're doing these super elevated, super personal designs, are you always working with the same team of creatives? No. Um, So
0: as far as our structure and our company goes, obviously our people are the same. They're here. They're constant. But outside of that, we like to not limit ourselves. We obviously have a trusted group of people that we go to over and over, but we also like to venture out because there's always going to be a new product um, or a new material that we want to experiment with and, and develop. So we certainly have our core, but I think simple as like linen. There are some companies that I know will only work with like one linen company and we've never been that way. because We want to expose our clients to all of the options, you know, and this, and, and for us to create a design, we want to be able to, sometimes we'll have an event, we'll have three or four different lending companies because that's what we needed. We, I don't want to limit just because they have this particular inventory set and we needed this color or this texture I have to keep it open, I have to work with people that are willing to firm it and that are willing to kind of turn something upside down and on its head and say, yeah, we'll try it this way and let's see what it looks like so that we can show that to the client.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I've actually, I've actually done events with multiple linen companies and knowing full well that my clients might've thought it was a little extra, but like sometimes, you know, La didn't have everything I needed. So I had to go to right. BBJ or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. We can't be limiting ourselves. I think there is a certain to say a bias because it's it's real, you know that we want to work with the people that we trust, um especially mm-hmm. on our events that are more level right. uh, more in the public eye. i I know we did an event last year and this year we did two events for um the son of a pretty well known actor, and so mm-hmm. I highly vetted every single person because right. they were coming onto his property, you know, and I needed people that I already knew absolutely, and so sometimes you have to make those calls, but winners that I admire planners and designers that I admire are ones who are consistently stretching themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that stretch has to come from working with new people. Right.
0: Absolutely. I think Well, you get reinvigorated, I mean, it's a balancing, Like You have to have your, when you know, it's almost like knowing when you can experiment, because there's going to be times where you have to have a particular thing and you have to go to that person and trust all of, are going into it and then sometimes you just need to say like we need to try something different I mean obviously we're never trying anything or experimenting on site but right. getting <laughs> to that point
1: so well and if we are experimenting it it's sense. like oh that ugly thing appeared out of nowhere what how do we fix it yeah exactly yeah yeah I remember we did an event once where uh, the venue has had been working on their electrical and uh-huh. and I knew that they were doing some upgrades but didn't actually consider that that might mean that they would put an electrical box like right in the middle of <sighs> <laughs> right. And we pull up and I'm like, oh, that's where the oh, okay. So we have so that's where the seating chart installation was supposed to go. So great. And that's so when you're like that, right. right. So I guess we're moving that. And and that's I guess where the years of experience comes in where you're like, pivot, keep it keep it composed. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. We'll figure it out. But I think that also goes back to the your clients being able to trust you to say like, but I wanted it there. It's like, well, so did I, but we can't, right? There's a big black right. electrical box there now. Um <laughs> and I can't move that (laughs) right and I can't move that or cover it now because I didn't know it was there because they just put it in this week great right um (laughs) this is why this is why our jobs are like on the top five most stressful jobs because (laughs) always things we can't predict like losing a venue seven days before like what I can't imagine it was bananas but we we persevered we it was actually a beautiful wedding in the end like all the design we had we had planned and uh for the one venue. It, it it mostly worked in the new venue worked. with a few different tweaks. So like in the end it was it was fine. Good. I covered the ugly carpet with a big white dance floor. It was fine. <laughs> good, good, good.
0: All the you know, bring in bringing on things.
1: Yeah. Pivoting, pivoting, lighting, lighting. <laughs> um <laughs> so what are some qualities you look for in your team members? I know you said you had a pretty robust team there. Oh um And obviously,
0: we still want to keep growing. um, But it's taken a long time to get to this point. One of the biggest qualities needed in team members is flexibility. And I think that attention to detail is something very important, as we all are in uh, this crazy business and uh, with the deadlines. But I think that our technical, you know have technical skills um obviously being creative people that are problem solvers um, it, it, because our endurance is important, I think because our business is so labor intensive on what the side of things that we that we're doing that it can really drain people and just having people that you know it's a it's a special person to kind of be in our industry whole and and the level of expertise and all, all of that, that you want in one person, you know, somebody that's creative, punctual, detail oriented, that's a very special person um, that can handle all of the, the things that we do. And it's, those are the qualities that I've looked for in building our team. And I feel very proud at this point. It's taken, you know, in 10 plus years. We've been in business for 21 years to get to that point where we feel like we have such a strong team that you have people that believe in what you do and that want to keep doing it.
1: I love that. What do you think about, this has happened to some friends of mine. I have two particular wedding planner friends who are also designers who have very particular aesthetics in their business, right? Mm-hmm. One is like super minimal. One is like super colorful, like kind of dated, but also kind of like very bold and like risky. Mm -hmm. both of these ladies over the course of time that I've known them have been hired by couples who ask them to basically do the opposite of the thing they're known for. (laughs) Right. And I've watched them like try to do their best and serve the client, but also like, Hey, I'm a minimal designer here. Like what is going on? (laughs) And on the other hand, my, my colorful friend being like, this wedding is white. What am I doing here? (laughs) So like, has that happened to you in your business? And what do you do about it?
0: Uh, So we have positioned ourselves to try and, uh, and, and not box ourselves in because we have, I will say that our creative director uh, who is also my mother that started the business is a reaching. So it, it, she never wanted to just do the same thing over and over again. And yeah. that, and because, because of her drive for that and because of how artistic she's an artist by nature, she's all over the place. And so that has pushed us into not being in a box. Uh, especially being in Atlanta and being in this business for 20 years that, you know, there's, we've tried to push that envelope. And so there are definitely times where people come to us and it's just not a good fit aesthetically because they, I don't know, they want things and (laughs) we don't do strange, strange. We just do, you know, opulent and big and different. Yes, it does happen. And you just, and I think now, you know, right away. Where it yeah. says like, we're not going to be able, I know I'm not going to be able to execute what you want because that's really far out in left field for us. And we're just not strong in that way. But as far as trying to cover a, a wide variety, whether it is minimalist or it's all white or it's all colorful, try to challenge ourselves and encourage our designers to push themselves to be able to accommodate all of those different styles because it's more fun. Um but I, I think you do have to know, I know where our weaknesses are and there's certain styles that I wish we could do better. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to jeopardize a client, you know, a vision for that. Because I know we're not going to be good at that.
1: Yeah, it's helpful when they know up front what they want. I remember years ago, this was, wow, I was such a baby wedding planner, but not baby enough to know the right thing to do here. I got an email that was like, they wanted, like, an Alice in Wonderland meets steampunk, like, mm-hmm. magical forest wedding. And, like, I'm a girl from New York City. Like, I'm not going to go in the forest with you. I'm just not. I don't. <laughs> like, That's the, that was, like, the first thing I was, like, I don't want to go in the forest. But then also, like, Alice in Wonderland steampunk. Like, it's a very particular aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not mine. And I could do it if I researched it. But I also know that, like, that couple probably want someone who gets them a lot more yes. than I do. And so just at the inquiry stage, I said, hey, thanks so much for reaching out, but I don't think I'm the right person. This sounds awesome, but I'm not the right person. You need to go to these these two people could probably do, do that much better. Great about it, because then I didn't have to spend a year with this couple researching and twisting myself to fit what they needed, right?
0: Right. And it's just, it wouldn't be as, I think, as fun of a process. I think in the beginning, we tried... You try to do that because you're, you feel like you need to do everything. And then you yeah. get to a point where you find your strengths and you're like, this is, and it's not like, what, to your point, it's not going to be fun to that client because they're trying to get you on board and it's just not connecting. Yes. Could we execute it? I believe without question, we could execute anything, but is it good? Is like the process going to be fun for everybody? Probably not. And so that's, I I think you say this is not going to work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think too, like sometimes I've I found myself over the years, you know, already working with a client, being in it with a client, and suddenly you're I'm like, oh, their aesthetic is way more over the top, I guess, would be Mm -hmm. something that I wouldn't be super comfortable with. Like I'm I'm all about that, you know, that there's that Coco I think it's a Coco Chanel quote where she's like, you know, get dressed and then and get fully dressed and then take off one accessory. Like Mm -hmm. that's how I feel about wedding design. Like do it all and then think like, okay, what what can we take out here that doesn't make it so fussy, so overdone? So I want everything to feel easy. Like just, we have, we just happen to be this elegant on an everyday basis. Sure, (laughs) Casual. (laughs) It's a casual sort of, well, I've, I found myself. And, but like you said, as the years go on, I'm in my ninth year now of business. It's like, it gets easier to sort of say, Mm -hmm. this is, this is how I like to do. This is how I like to see things. And then also it becomes easier to sell, Mm-hmm. my clients to the vision because I understand my own vision more and and it goes back to the confidence and composure
0: because you're you're very secure in that in that place it just goes on experience and we had one client that came to us that was wanted all these um like taxidermy elements and oh. I'm, and I'm just like this I don't this is not resonating. We're not connecting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would not I be know. good for that. I, that scares me. I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, this, I'm, this isn't going to work, you know, like it was nice meeting you, but find someone else.
1: Yeah. So. That would give me nightmares. There's, there's one venue in town that right before the pandemic, uh, well, right before lockdown here, i my clients really wanted to see this venue and and I actually said to them, like, I don't think this is very you. And they're like, oh, no, we think it's going to be great. Let's go. And I swear to you, Gabrielle, every single room. It was a restaurant that does, like, full buyouts. And It was, like, mm-hmm. up in the hills. And, I mean, like, really an idyllic location. But then as soon as we walked in, like, I, I, I shit you not, like, 50 or fifty animals were just staring at me <laughs> from the wall. Oh, God. And every, every yeah, room, yeah. every room of this restaurant. I kept thinking, there's bound to be we one room hide. that doesn't have right. They're bound to be one room where like I could go hang out during this wedding when I'm like beside myself. Uh, And no, every single room covered in taxidermy. And when we left, I tried really hard to like not judge it. I was like, so what did you think? And they're like, we really loved it. And I was like, really? Oh, okay. And then then the bride looked at me and said, you seemed kind of traumatized. And I was like, there's like a lot of dead animals looking at me. Like I'm not it's so did like a they go? Did me. they use no, it? No, they booked. Okay. They, as I as I suspected, they would. They booked a very urban downtown LA mm-hmm. venue that's like mid century modern design and colorful, and that's where I. That's where I, I mean, from day where one, I said, "Yeah, me. I said this is the this is I think your venue." And they're like, "Well, let's go look at a million other places." <laughs> okay, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Just so
0: you can narrow it down
1: to come back to what I said. Yeah. Yes, I, I, there. Yeah, there is a sense of relief there though, when I'm like, I was right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, my listeners are going to be hearing this episode uh, the weeks before the holiday break. As we look to 2022, Gabrielle, what are some things that you're looking forward to in the new year? This is probably going
0: to sound really cliche and, and and probably overstated, but I, fabulous weddings that we get to build and fabricate some new things that we've been wanting to do. That's been in our kind of catalog of things that we can showcase because that's something that really motivate a motivating driver for us you know like just constantly trying to create new things because we have fabrication and carpentry and just being able to showcase some of those fun things and and just again exposing our market and people capabilities that we have
1: I love that I also love that you said that you get to this is one of the things I talked about at wedding MBA last week it's like a lot of times we say we have to in our businesses
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you said that you get to, and that's so powerful. Oh, thank you. I you get really to do it. I know that. you didn't yeah. know you said it. I was like, Oh, so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I love that. I think the last 20 something months, I don't even know how long we've been doing this now, this pandemic. Um, yes. It has been really challenging and it has been Um, sort of crushing for many people out there. And so I'm always asking people at this part of the year, what we're looking forward to so that hopefully we can start looking forward and maybe leaving the past in the past where it belongs, right? Absolutely. I agree. Well, Gabrielle, thank you so much for being here. I always love talking about design and just selling design. I think our industry has so much Feelings about <laughs> about this, right? We have like a lot of a, emotions. A lot of emotions about design, as it should be. But um, mm-hmm. I love talking to someone with so much wisdom and knowledge like you, who can. I love the four C's. Y'all better been writing down those four C's and put them in your little notebook and look at them all the time because that was gold, y'all. Thank um, you, Gabrielle. Thank you so much for being here again. This is so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much, Renee. And friends, you know what I'm going to say. Thank you for spending your time with us. I know your time is valuable and you're not going to get it back. So I never take it lightly that you share it with us. We have one more episode for you this year and then we are on a break until the new year. So for one more time, you're going to see us next week, same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.